Well, where are we at as a fan base, you might ask? We're spending a Wednesday afternoon trying to figure out what a cryptic tweet from a defensive ends coach means. <laughs> that's where that's where you're at, Parker, when you're five and four on the season and it's been seventy-four days since your last commitment. You're holding on saying, please let this Miguel Chavis tweet, please let it mean that we're gonna get a commit today. Please let that be the case, Miguel. Please let that be what you're talking about. Meanwhile, Muleshoe is offering the exact same players OU offered an hour previously. The Taylor Wine, yeah. Taylor, whatever we're <laughs> calling that? him now. Less than an hour after he picks up the OU offer, Muleshoe has an offer out to him as it's well. It's a great day for that so. kid because when the day started, he had offers from Ohio, not Ohio State, Ohio, Miami of Ohio, not Miami, Florida, Miami of Ohio, Kent State, Akron, and Buffalo. His best offers were from MAC teams, and now today he has an OU and a USC offer all of a sudden. Yep. Is that, that, uh, is that maybe what uh, Chavis is referring I, I, to? I, I, I find it hard to believe that the kid would commit to OU on the spot. Uh, well, when you have offers from Ohio, Kent State, Akron, and okay, Buffalo yeah, in your mind. Yeah, sure, sure. But you still got to visit, right? And I don't think you're going to announce your commitment right off the bat either. So, it, I do not know. I do not know who this is in reference to yet. I'm doing some digging, trying to come up with a definitive answer as to who that tweet might be do you pertinent want, to. Do you want me to I, quote tweet him on the ref account and say, who are you talking about? Yes, see if actually, he responds. Okay, yeah. yeah, I'll do that Sli- right now. Actually, just slide right into the DMs. <laughs> be like, Miguel, on the record... Who is this tweet referring? Are you talking about Muleshoe or who did did uh, Taylor Wine already commit? How did you get him away from the likes of Kent State, Akron, and Buffalo? I I don't want to feel that talk actually today on the text line because OU has um, they have a new offer defensive end the kid that we're talking about twenty twenty three three star I just let off, I read off the uh, the offer list there this is um, seemingly. Their replacement for one, Colton Vosick. Yeah, seemingly. what it seems like. And again, I think I, I said this a couple hours ago. I'll say it again. To me, right now, if you're Oklahoma and you just lost Colton Vosick, you got to push real hard and see if you can make some headway with Reuben Bain in that recruitment because it seems pretty wide open at the moment. Uh, but you got to have a contingency plan, an insurance policy. And I think Taylor Wine is a viable option in that regard. Somebody said on the text line, Muleshoe needs to do his own homework and quit leaning no. over and looking at our offer He sheet. totally is that guy. Who are you guys going to get a defensive end? Hey, let me see your paper. Who are you going to get a defensive end? That three-star kid out of Nolansville, Tennessee? Yeah, okay, yeah, me too. It is what it what it feels like right now. And, and it definitely, that is absolutely what it feels like as he saw OU send out the offer and he's trying to get in on it as well. Interesting. So, I don't know. I, I, I guess we'll just spend the entirety of this hour trying to figure out what the Miguel Chavis tweet means. It might actually um, be uh, might actually be Taylor Wine because, update, uh, my colleague Brandon Drum just dropped a crystal ball. So, there you go. So, I, I said last week that um, you, you just need a three-star commit at this point in the worst way to end the streak. Maybe the 74 days since the commitment, last commitment, maybe that's over. Maybe one just dropped. Are people going to be happy, though, with this three-star uh, commit at defensive end? I ask you this question, Parker, basically already knowing the answer. But what's the reaction from the fan base going to be if this one drops today? Three-star you. Yeah. 
And to be fair, there's some people on the text line that are saying, I'll take any win we can get right now, even if it's and a I'm zero And I'm in kid. that camp. I mean, just get back on the board, please. Didn't Brent Venables say that he was looking for the hidden guys, says one listener on the text line. Brent Venables made it very clear in his Tuesday press conference last week. Uh, he went into great detail about the value of watching guys' senior film and finding those late risers. And he cited Isaiah Simmons as a phenomenal example. I think he brought up Jeremy Beal as well as another guy that kind of shot onto the scene late in his high school career. Taylor Wine certainly fits that bill. Uh, He is certainly a guy that, I mean, when you look at his offer sheet and how quickly he's blown up, he did not have a whole lot of FBS interest heading into his senior year, but has been dominant over the course of the last few months on the gridiron. And now here you go. You got Oklahoma in the mix for his services and purportedly in line to land him. Uh, text line says maybe he got new cleats for practice. That's what he's excited about since we know <laughs> Miguel Chavis wears cleats to practice. I think he and Jim Harbaugh may be the only coaches out there that wear cleats to practice. But that's uh, – yeah, maybe maybe Chavis did get new cleats. I, I don't know. But hopefully it's a a three-star commit that just dropped. Maybe it's a four-star, a five-star commit that just dropped. Maybe it's David Hicks, Parker, and we don't even know it yet. Just I'm not going to get anyone too excited about that. This listener says, BV finding the hidden guys or is he desperate? Yeah, Brent Venables is in desperation mode, Tyler. That's uh, That's the scoop of the day for you. I think a lot of people on the text line will probably run with that theory, Parker. Um, so I guess some of the text line have already watched his film and evaluated the talent that he is. Hey, we got we yes, got folks, I love his film. Says people the nine one eight. We got folks that grind the tape. Man, I guess so. Tape does look like a five star. That's from Taylor. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's yeah. okay. Might be a little bit over the top, but no, his his film's good. Uh, this listener says I'm good with a three star. They obviously see something in the kid. Uh, TCU is loaded with three stars. That's very true. And it's something we keep coming back to, Tyler. It's about development as much as it's about recruiting. And, you know, you have two distinct schools of thought. You have people who believe that, well, you're not going to be able to play elite defense until you start bringing in elite prospects, right? Then you have the folks who say, look, I don't care what their star rankings say. Look at some of the programs right now that are having tremendous success, especially on the defensive side of the football. It's about scheme. It's about coaching, and it's about development. So I think at Oklahoma, you can have the best of both worlds at a certain point. You can have elite talent that is being developed and coached at an elite level and that is being recruited to fit the scheme. But that's probably not realistic right now today, right, in year one. And so you're going to have to build to that. I'm sorry, I just, I can't stop laughing at the amount of texts coming in saying that they've already watched this kid's film, and they absolutely love it. Based on tape, says someone else from the 918, wine is everything Venables wants, kids can play. Well, hey, there we go. I am shocked that we have the approval of the text line today, Parker, but uh, the offer that was released about, what, an hour ago, people have already combed through the tape, and they're like, yeah, we'll take him. He's good. He's a take for us. He's a guy that Venables can shape into a really good player. I did not expect this today, but the hardworking people of the Air Comfort Solutions text line have identified that uh, he is a diamond in the rough, and they're happy with the offer. 
Which, by the way, the tweet that we're referring to by uh, Miguel Chavis, he says, this day is going to be a fun one, dot, 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 O-U-D-N-A, hashtag chosen. It's the hashtag chosen 23 is what it is. <laughs> this listener says, Taylor Wine's film is really good. Like him a ton and people need to back off. Stick to being a band member. There you go. Which, by the way, I do like the Miguel Chavis tweet a whole lot more than I like the uh, Zach Sanchez tweet from yesterday. Did you happen to see that one? No, what was it? Uh, so many lame-ass OU fans, dog. Face palm emoji. Fans kill recruiting with the D-A-S y'all be saying to teenagers. Big reason a lot of guys don't F-W-O-U. Huh. <laughs> okay. So, Zach Sanchez is coming after the fans. You know, the same people that make it possible uh, for he to attend college for free. But, okay. Thank you, Zach Sanchez, for your input. Appreciate that very much. I thought the lead today was, thank God it's over. And not that I wanted to see Colton Vosick necessarily walk out the door, Parker, but we finally got uh, something yesterday at 4 o'clock when he said, yeah, appreciate OU, but peace, I'm going to go to Texas. Thank you. I'm committed to Texas now. It was a uh, true flip, which we thought it was going to be. Just thankfully it's over and we can move on. And apparently OU has with this latest offer. Yeah, no quick. They move. Uh, no question. They moved on quick, Tyler. Because if Taylor Wine commits today, by the way, how awesome would that be too? If Mule Shoe went and offered the same kid that OU just offered, only to see him commit to OU hours later, it would be pretty amazing. Yeah, slam dunk. Miguel Chavis posterizing Lincoln. Or Ryan. if he says uh, in his like recruitment video, commit video, that Mule Shoe tried to call him, but he hung up. Didn't even take his phone call. Just took his offer and said, no thanks, I'm committed to OU. Uh, this listener says, uh, thank you, Tyler. Looking at tape isn't much, but it's honest work. Hey, no, I appreciate it. Trust me. I didn't have an opportunity to do it, so I'm glad that several of you today had the opportunity to do it and are sharing your wisdom. <laughs> Text line is uh, popping off right now. This, this listener says, based on tape, why isn't Tyler verified? I don't have an extra $8 a month to be verified, unfortunately. Tattoo Baker is verified now. He is? Yeah, great. Did he pay the $8? I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, good for him. He should be. He should be. Uh, did you see the quote yesterday, though, from Colton Vossick? No. Before the, we move on what, from that one permanently. I've grown up a UT fan my entire life. When I went to go see the OU Texas game as an OU recruit, it just didn't feel right to me at all. Deep down, I wanted to be playing for the team wearing burn orange, in quotes. That's what Hayes Fawcett tweeted out. Which is like, okay, well, why did you commit in the first place? You knew that that's what was going to happen. All right. Whatever, then. The soap opera's over. Colton Vosick's a horn. We can all move on with our lives. That's the moral here. Now, we move on full-time to the soap operas of David Hicks and Peyton Bowen. And and whatever Miguel Chavis tweets out for the day. You just had to go there immediately. DJ Hicks, Peyton Bowen... Hopefully those are the only two at this point, because I I can only juggle so many soap operas, Tyler. <laughs> well, you got two a day, and now uh, we have a segment on our show, The Daily David Hicks, which uh, will be coming up next segment, oh, because no. there is a development there. Oh, no. Um, currently, we have had 114 texts roll in this first segment of the show. I don't know how we're going to get to all of these today, Parker. But I know that we're going to try our absolute best. Yeah, by the way, most important development of the day, Peyton Moen's girlfriend signed with the University right. of Oklahoma soccer That's program. That's right. Hey, so there's some good news, right? She, she signed. She did not flip to Texas A&M or to Notre Dame. 
That would have been worrisome. Pen to paper. OU's got the girlfriend locked down. Girlfriends remain undefeated for the moment. As long as that pattern holds, Peyton Moen's going to be a Sooner. Good point. Hey, Parker, at least it isn't Cole Adams anymore. Cole Adams wasn't even a soap opera, though. Okay. Like God, Cole Adams, from his OU offer to the Alabama commitment, was like less than a month, I think. It wasn't really a soap opera as much as it was just people clamoring, and deservedly so, for OU to offer Cole Adams for like four months before it actually happened. Uh, someone for the 918 says, we want a Chavis and Muleshoe boxing match. Ah, I would love a Chavis and Muleshoe boxing match because I feel like Chavis is catching some strays from the text line over the past few days, Parker. But knocking out Muleshoe in the first 15 seconds of a fight, that's the best way to earn legend status around here. And I'm going to guess he would probably wear... Uh, the sunglasses that he's always wearing. He would probably wear those during the fight. Let me ask you this. Is there a single coach on OU staff right now that you would not favor over Muleshoe in the octagon within 90 seconds? Muleshoe could do a uh, tag team with Clark Stroud, and I would still take every single <laughs> OU head coach and assistant coach over those two guys. Which, Clark Stroud, I mean, he'd be like the guy over there on the – on the end of the rink, like wanting to get tapped in and then never would do anything. Yeah, yeah. It it, it could be a two-on-one, and I would take every single OU assistant over those <laughs> two guys. That's like a Nacho Libre and a Skeleto minus the Eagle Powers. <laughs> 405-651-3439. Nacho Libre reference already in the first segment of the show. You guys are killing it on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We'll do our best to get to as many as possible as the show rolls on. We got your daily David Hicks for the day. Is Lewis Carter really going to visit Auburn this weekend? Four-star backer commit? We'll talk about that as well. Keep it right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref, we're the Homo Sooner fans. Tyler McComas alongside Parker Thune, we're in the Brown O'Haver Studios. And the ref army, they're listening on this Wednesday. Juarez, Mexico is tuned in today. Spokane, Washington. Sacramento, California. Okady, South Carolina. Laurel, Mississippi. Middleton, Delaware. Franklin, Indiana. Springfield, Missouri. And our small Oklahoma town of the day, Longdale, Oklahoma. Where is, is that? Uh, you know what? I just randomly like clicked on the state, and Longdale pulled up. I believe it's up northwest is where it's at. Okay, I have never okay, heard okay. of Longdale, Oklahoma. Yeah, nor have I. So. I'm going to guess it does not have a school system. Because if you're a small um, – if you're on the west side of the state and you're a small school, I feel like I would have heard of you before. If you have a school system and play at least baseball, you don't even have to have a football team. Longdale, have no idea if they even have a school system. Maybe they're just out there with the population of 24, and at least one person is out there listening to us today, wondering what the Miguel Chavis tweet is about. We already have fake Adam Schefter tweets wreaking havoc Uh-oh. on the Twitter timeline because everybody can buy a blue check now. So these na- these fake tweets. It's a disaster tweet, already. It is a disaster. Great. Elon Musk has already turned Twitter into a lawless hellscape, and I hate it. Um, by the way, we have no listeners today in South Dakota. I don't know what's going None? on with that. 
What I, in the I, world? I was watching election coverage last night, and I died laughing today once I heard that you were actually related to the John Thune yeah. that I saw. Uh, that Who had ended up winning, correct? Yeah. What I mean, did John Thune win in, in South Dakota? Well, he's held that Senate seat for like 18 years. Nice. He'll have it as long. This was, I think this was the first year he'd been contested for the Senate seat since like 2012 or something like that. But yeah, so he's... Um, Long time, long time state senator from South Dakota. Yes, that's, I, I, that's my uncle. I saw that last night and thought, you know what? That South Dakota, that's probably a relative of Parker. Sure enough, today you talk about you, it, you it really is. Any Thune, <laughs> you meet any Thune, I am related to them. Because uh. all, all of the Thunes can trace their lineage back to three brothers that emigrated from Norway in 1906. Oh, so nice. You, tra- you go back four generations... That, at the very least, is all that separates me from any other Thune you will ever meet. Maybe we can get John on sometime and we can talk about South Dakota football recruiting. And hey, the hotbed sure. that it is up north. I think he's more of an SDSU guy than he is a South Dakota guy, which is interesting because he graduated from USD. But No, I just meant the state of South Dakota oh, okay, recruiting, okay, okay. not the, you know, the university there. So they actually have a player. Uh, they got a quarterback up there in Pierre who's committed to Washington. Pretty freaking good player. I think he's a borderline four-star in this class, okay. which is very much a rarity for South Dakota. Brent from Jinx says, who are the greatest three-star or less recruits in OU history? Sam Bradford and Baker Mayfield are the first two that I think of. we got to throw Teddy in there. I think Teddy was a two-star coming out of Fort Gibson. Yeah, you got to think recently, too, because a lot of the, a lot of the real under-recruited players that became – Stars, the early Bob Stoops teams; those guys predate. I'm gonna guess Heupel was. I mean, Heupel was a JUCO guy yeah. coming out, so I don't know what his JUCO ranking was, but it would have it would have predated but, modern recruiting. Yeah, uh, I think 2002 is kind of the year that we're talking about. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, in recent memory, I'm trying to think, Baker Mayfield would be the one in recent ba- memory. Baker Mayfield certainly the one. I mean, there's nobody that holds a candle to him in terms of guys that were not highly recruited but became superstars. And Trent Williams was a three-star. Lane Johnson was a, a zero-star. Zero-star quarterback, quarterback, right? Yes. So uh, they've had a few offensive linemen that have hit it big as three-stars. Cody Ford was a three-star. I wonder if Broyles was a three-star coming out of Norman High. He was. Ryan Broyles was. Yes. I can go down the list after the show today. Okay, I'll get okay. you all the three-star info all of you need, especially you, Brent from Jinx, on the show tomorrow. Uh, your daily David Hicks for the day, I guess he's going to visit Oregon this weekend. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Okay. It's yeah. just... What's up with, uh, remember, what was it, like eight years ago? Oregon had, like, scouts in the state of Texas, and they got busted for that or something. They got in trouble for it, but... We've we've now had two five-star players from the state of Texas take random visits to Oregon. What's what's going on there? How's Dan Lanning getting guys like Peyton and Bowen, uh, Peyton Bowen and David Hicks to go to Eugene? You want my honest opinion, Tyler? Cha-ching? Well, I didn't. I don't think not cha-ching in the sense that Oregon's offering them money. I think cha-ching in the sense that these guys are only visiting Oregon to drive up the price of the brick. Oh, that wouldn't shock me at all. And Oregon's a pretty good place to go visit to exactly. drive up the price of the, exactly. of the brick. Because 
you know, Oregon's got money. They got Nike right down the street. So if you're if you're trying to communicate to people, hey, you're gonna have to throw some money on the table if you want my commitment. Yeah. There's nothing. There's arguably no visit. Well, I shouldn't say that. Miami, Miami would be is the probably visit right Miami now is the visit to where yeah. everyone would say like, oh my god, we got to get our act together. But yeah. Oregon's, Oregon's not very far down the line. Oregon's is that there. really where we're at in 2022 with yes. recruiting? Yes, it is. It's Tyler. like, yeah, I got a pretty good offer right now, but let's see if I can get a little bit more. I'm going to take a random visit up to Eugene, Oregon, for a game to kind of, you know, get everyone back to the negotiating table. Oh god, I hate that so much. And I'm for the players making money. Yeah, I mean that's great, but. Golly, we've taken it too far if we've got situations like that. But uh, your daily David Hicks for today, do I think he'll end up at Oregon? No, but he's at least going to go see the Ducks this weekend. Orlando Brown was a three-star, as the text line points out. Uh, somebody said, Parker, it's your fault that your generation counts on little check marks to validate people's identity in the first place. Dang. I, I, I don't know how that's my fault. That's just that's the nature of social media. you got a lot of detritus to sift through. Uh, Can y'all talk football, please? Yes, yeah, sorry, we talked about uh, Parker's uncle for 45 seconds. Yeah, Bra- Braden Willis was a three-star, definitely. Not a very highly ranked three-star either. I think Bobby was- Evans was a three-star. He, t- he turned out to be a pretty good player. D.D. Westbrook was a three-star. Kenneth Murray, Murray he was only a three-star? I yeah. thought he was ranked higher than that. No, he was a three-star. He wasn't? Huh. Yeah. He was on the higher end of the three-star spectrum, but yeah, he was a three-star. Uh, Other news today, because you want to hear about David Hicks, you want to hear about Peyton Bowen every single day. I get that. I do, too. Um, A&M apparently has offered Eli Bowen, Peyton's little brother. Oh, hello. Yeah. I saw that uh, earlier this morning, actually, that A&M has made that offer. Okay, they held out on that for a long time. Well, now that that they're losing, they're probably like, well... Yeah, we kind of got to do what we got to do, We got to do what you got to do at this point if you want to get him. I don't know how that's going to sit with the Bowen family because I know that was a big point of contention between them and A&M for quite a while because A&M was just flat out not interested in Eli. Now all of a sudden they are? Yeah. I I wonder if this is a good spot for uh, players out there trying to get a bag because A&M, Parker... They are in desperation mode right now. They lose out on a five-star backer in Anthony Hill. They're trying to do everything I can, or they can, I'm sure, to keep David Hicks committed. Um, A&M's only got 11 commits in this class. They're not winning any games. Their defense, they got a lot of holes there. I, I wonder if A&M's having to up the price quite a bit on some of these guys they have committed and some of these other guys that they're recruiting. Well, somebody, somebody on the Air Comfort Solutions text line said, if that's the reason they're visiting Oregon, we ain't getting them. Well, I, I don't um, disagree with that. And I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that either. But people need to understand, Oklahoma is more prepared to play the NIL game than you probably realize. Now, does that mean they're going to throw around absurd sums of money to bring in a guy like DJ Hicks or a guy like Peyton Bowen. No, I don't think so because you also have to keep in mind the culture, the good of your football program's culture as a whole when you're considering making a move like that. But also, if there's a guy like Peyton Bowen who has a lot of reason to be legitimately interested in Oklahoma for reasons other than money, and maybe you just need a little bit of change on the side to be able to – make the to be able to swing the deal in essence you got to be prepared to do that and I think Oklahoma will be that's why I feel confident that they're going to end up with Peyton Bowen in the end because I don't think Peyton Bowen's going to go to Oklahoma just for money but I think if you've been following that recruitment you'd be hard-pressed to say that money's not a factor sure I like I, I think 
you know, Jackson Arnold isn't coming to OU because he's been promised $2 million. But at the same time, Parker, do I think that Jackson Arnold is probably already in line with some NIL deals around here? Sure, I think that that's definitely the case. Yeah, Jackson Arnold's going to be taken care of. As he should be. As he should. Well, I say as he should be. He hasn't even taken a snap and... You know, played a you know college football just yet, but that is. But still, the dude got to play a little bit. The dude is a saint. He is a consummate pro. He is a consummate sooner. He's earned it he through is, his recruiting efforts. He and PJ Atabare are the two guys that you have never worried once about. If you're an OU fan, I, even some of the guys that are solidly committed now, like people were freaking out about Caden Green and Missouri back in June or so. Not now. Uh, people were freaking out about Macari Vickers in Alabama, but the two guys where you've just like never questioned that they were all in, all the way sold on Oklahoma were Jackson Arnold and PJ Atabare. Coach Miguel Chavis, 54 minutes ago. This day is going to be a fun one. Dot, dot, dot. O U D N A, hashtag chosen 23. What does it mean? What does it mean, Miguel Chavis? Does it mean that OU is about to get a three star defensive end? Out of Nolansville, Tennessee, Taylor Wine or Taylor Wayne, as um, <laughs> as Steely is referring to him as, I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll find out today that OU will snap its 74-day streak of not having a commitment for the 2023 class. This kid, um, I, I guess uh, Brandon was reporting that he's going to be in town for Bedlam. Yes, that is true. That's okay. been the plan for a minute. Uh, of course, Brandon also dropped a crystal ball, so... Uh, Brandon's probably a step or two ahead of me on the wine situation. Uh, Brandon is typically very much on his game uh, with circumstances like that one. So I'm going to I'm gonna roll with his insight and say Oklahoma certainly appears to be in the driver's seat for wow. Taylor Wine, which would be a nice little slam dunk posterization on Muleshoe it- if Miguel Chavis were able to <laughs> lock down this commitment hours after USC essentially – went copycat mode on OU. Looking for recruiting wins wherever you can find them right now, and you'll definitely take one over USC, who's a top 15 class. But that Bedlam weekend, going to be a big visit weekend. Just got to hope that David Hicks is still going to be in town for that Bedlam game, which I haven't heard anything to make me think more than a week out that he's not going to be in town all of a sudden. I've heard nothing that would suggest otherwise either. But we know how it happens, Parker. Yeah. We only hear about that the Thursday or Friday before the actual game. You have film study on a Saturday <laughs> yes. morning. Yeah, film study means, I'm going to go hang out with Texas. Maybe that's what that meant for uh, Colton Vosick. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. More to come next. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune. Your text on the Air Coverage Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. And, hey, I appreciate it. Like, I uh, wake up this morning, getting up and around, and already got some DMs saying, Whoa, dude, hey, Lewis Carter might be taking an unofficial visit to Auburn. Well, there's show material. Thank you so much for sending that. That's just a – if that even happens, Parker, that's a weird visit, man. They've got the their interim head coach. 
There's nothing publicly out there on who Auburn's going to hire. There's so much uncertainty. I guess Auburn's got a big visit weekend with A&M coming to town. I don't know who's leading their recruitment, right? It's just, a, it's a weird visit for a committed player to go visit Auburn at this very given second. It is until you realize that Lewis Carter's coach is very pro-Auburn and he's got a lot of pro-Auburn people around him. And look, I I say that and I'm not, I'm not convinced it's going to matter at all. In fact, I, I very much think it doesn't matter in the end because Auburn is such a disaster right now. But... Uh, even back in June when Lewis Carter was winding down to a decision, uh, people were touting Auburn as a real player in the recruitment for him, and a lot of that was due to the ties uh, with people close to him. But I never really got the sense that Auburn was very high up there for Lewis Carter. It always kind of seemed like uh, if the Sooners were in danger of slipping behind somebody, it was maybe Clemson, it was maybe Florida, not as much so Auburn. So, Look, if it happens, fine. Like, I feel about that visit, about how I feel about Anthony Evans' trip to Georgia, it pretty much amounts to nothing. But, uh, talk about the last thing you need is losing a four star linebacker to a program yeah. like Auburn this late. I don't think I, that's going to happen either. No, I'm and I don't saying. think it's going to happen. The, the optics will not be great, though. And I think that's probably the conversation that the OU staff will have with Lewis Carter if that's a conversation that does need to happen. And there is credence to this notion that he's going to be at Auburn this weekend. Just They, they will tell him, I promise you, they'll try and tell him, uh, look, can you just not? Because. We can't afford any more. Yeah, of this. seriously. L- look at everything that's happened here recently, Lewis. Just don't take this visit to Auburn. Spoiler alert: they're playing A and M at home, and they're going to win. And it's going to be a less than rowdy Auburn crowd on Saturday. I'm guessing. Which, by the way, speaking of A and M, you want a great A and M recruiting stat? I didn't realize this until today. Until I was looking at the recruiting rankings. By the way, OU is currently ranked number eight after losing Vosick yesterday. Texas A and M, Parker has the fifth-ranked class in their own state. Texas A&M has the fifth-highest-ranked recruiting class in the state of Texas. Oh, boy. So, yes. okay, they're, they're behind UT, uh-huh. obviously. Yes. They are behind Texas Tech. Correct. They are behind TCU. Yes. And they are behind Baylor. Baylor's ranked 20th. Tech's ranked 21st. TCU's ranked 22nd. A&M's ranked 23rd, and of course you have Texas up at number 6. Wow. Fifth high, the number one overall class last year. The highest recruiting rate, or highest ranked recruiting class ever, actually. And now they're the fifth highest class in their own state in the month of November. So hey, this football season hasn't been all that bad. There's been Aggie tears, and there's been plenty of it. I wanted a little bit more from this football season, but... I guess for now, I'll have to settle for all the Aggie tears that have been happening. And we kind of knew, right? Like, what A&M was doing wasn't sustainable. We talked about it. You're seeing tangible evidence of how unsustainable it is. And as I mentioned, last hour, I talked to somebody this morning who is as on the ball as anybody I know in the recruiting world uh, and generally has a very good pulse in these types of things. And the way that they had it relayed to them was... And I'm quoting, nobody wants to play at A&M right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, to Celia Kana, uh, I guess his visit at A&M, he mostly talked about the opportunity to play early, and that means a lot to him, but it's kind of 
I mean, hey, I tell you what, if he wants to play early, I, I know I know a spot for him. So do I. It's right here in Norman, Oklahoma, actually. Yes. Uh, text line, guys, at this point, any visit to another place from one of our commitments is cause for concern. I don't care if it's from Langston. <laughs> Langston. So uh, if Jacoby Johnson shows up at Langston on Saturday. People will be concerned. Yes. Uh, people, uh, let's see, 918, Chavis locked up our next 11 a.m. kickoff. That's what the, they're thinking that the tweet was nice. about. Which, by the way, do you realize that Tech and TCU played on Big Noon last Saturday, and it was the first Big 12 game on Big Noon since the OU Nebraska game? Last weekend was the first all-Big 12 Big Noon game. They were, they've been uh, all over the Big Ten, mostly Michigan games. Yeah, which Crazy. is typically how it is, right? Yeah, they do a lot of Big Ten games, but there's at least a few Big 12 games sprinkled in there. We went from the last weekend of non-conference play to OU all the way up until last week for there to be a Big 12, Big Noon kickoff game. It's because it's right crazy. now at this point in, the, in this conference, every game means something, which means in the eyes of the rest of the nation, every game means nothing because <laughs> none of these programs right now, save for TCU – and I don't want to take anything away from them. But with the exception of TCU, Tyler, nobody in the Big 12 is playing for anything right now. No. They're playing for a spot in the conference championship game, and that's pretty much it. Uh, are the Bowens going to be at Bedlam, says someone else from the 918s. I do not know. I do not know. It would be nice. It would be nice. We will see. People need to calm down. Still have seven top 100 consensus players. That's 12 from Payne. This one says Hicks visiting Oregon this weekend. Yes, apparently David Hicks is visiting Oregon this weekend. Who does Oregon play this weekend? I don't even know. I have no idea who Oregon. I think do they play Washington this weekend, maybe. Is that who it is? That could be who it is. Whatever. Whatever who it is. NIL differences with Sooners and Texas A&M. You will get paid at OU, and if the player is a star, they get their money. It's not sustainable. To pay big money up front all the time, plus toxic culture in locker rooms. Yes. That is an accurate encapsulation of Texas A&M right now, and that's part of the reason why I said nobody wants to play there. And things are about to get ugly. Could Chavis's tweet be about anyone in the portal? He did the hashtag chosen23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag. Yeah. Which, would make me think it was about the 2023 recruiting and class. And if it's about the 2023 recruiting class, it's most likely about Taylor Wine. Uh, as Britt Venables has said previously, we don't want the athletes that are only looking for money. Yeah, but when it's a five-star defensive lineman and you need five-star defensive line help very, very soon, then, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're still going to pursue that one. I thought it was pretty telling that they didn't drop all of communication with him after the uh, first go-around when he committed to Texas A&M. Like that that kind of proved to me how valuable David Hicks is for this recruiting class to where you know he didn't tell them until right up before the announcement and they thought that they were getting him that day. The fact that they've kept in touch with him and they're still wanting to get him on campus, we, we know how important David Hicks is to this class. He doesn't mean that you won't have a top 10 class. Not getting him doesn't mean you won't have a top 8 class. But he, Jackson Arnold, and P.J. Adabare, that would be your three cornerstone players of this class. He is indeed very, very important. Somebody on the text line said, Chavis just tweeted a picture of David Peavy. 
Please tell me that's a troll job on mule shoot. What? David. No, he, okay, he retweeted a picture of David Peavy. That's uh, that's interesting. I don't know. I don't know why Chavis would have retweeted that. Okay. But, yeah. No, David Peavy, uh, four star edge committed to USC right now. So maybe maybe the two staffs are going to battle it out. USC is offering uh, the players that OU's offering, and OU's just about to try to single handedly destroy USC's class. How about that? Malachi Nelson and Jackson Arnold in the same recruiting class. Miguel Chavis is going to go try to make it happen. Maybe Chavis just flipped David Peavy, and now he's going to be like, okay, USC, you can have Taylor Wine. We're (laughs) taking David Peavy. 405-651-3439, Air Coverage Solutions text line. One final segment of Locked In is coming up next. Here's something random before you get out of here today. Are we going to see alternate uniforms on Saturday? Uh, I I don't know. I guess I hadn't thought about that. I, I hadn't either until today, but it feels like West Virginia, they've worn alternate uniforms before. I guess that's true, isn't it? West Virginia, kind of, it's kind of always the game. You know what I also realized today? What's that? Um, this will be the first time OU's played at West Virginia since Kyler Murray was on campus. Yes, that's very true. Deshaun White and Justin Broyles, I believe, are the only two players on this team that have actually played (laughs) in Morgantown. (laughs) Oh, don't freak everyone out about Saturday now saying things like that. Oh, God. Not going to know how to handle the travel. Playing on the East East Coast this Saturday, which I guess it's what? A noon kickoff there instead of 11 a.m. Yeah, noon kickoff. That's that's something different. It's going to be cold, too. Uh, What did I see today? The high is 51 degrees, which it'll be much colder than that when the game kicks off at noon local time in Morgantown, West Virginia. I'm not looking forward to it. Not looking forward to the cold. The game itself, I can get on board with. I'm excited. I've never made this trip before. This and Lubbock are the only two trips in the Big 12 that I've never made. You've never made a trip to Lubbock. Wow. Well, okay, not for, not to cover a game. I've been to Lubbock. But you've never covered a game I've in Lubbock. I've never covered a game in Lubbock. Huh. Well, you so, need to ask your buddy uh, Brandon Drum what it's like because I remember standing next to him in 2018 before the game, and basically he was minding his own business in the end zone, and two st- uh, tech students were, basically, were trying to pick a fight with him. <laughs> Like name calling and try to get him to uh, like slapping to him with, with tortillas him. Yeah. or something. Uh, eh, yeah, you'll I, actually tech. I don't think tech is the place for you. I don't think that you're going to love it too much. I listen. I hate Lubbock, so I can't imagine that tech is going to like Morgantown is the only. It's the only Big Twelve city that I have no frame of reference for. I've never been there, at all. You would be staying in Pittsburgh. I heard Pittsburgh's an awesome I, town. I don't know where we're staying. Brandon and I are making the trip together, and he's handled all the travel arrangements. Uh oh, so. could be in trouble. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see what we'll see what Brandon's uh, planning skills are like. I'll be interested to find out how it goes. Yeah, I, I'm really curious because I not only have I never been to Morgantown, I've never been to the state of West Virginia, never been to the state of Pennsylvania either. So, 
I have no idea what I'm getting myself into this weekend, so I'm just along for the ride. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm excited. Text line says, I'll be in Morgantown. My weather app says cloudy with a high of 62 degrees. Whoa, really? I, game time? Seriously? Okay. Uh, this listener says Turk's vlog showed him getting fitted in the ref Rough Rider helmet. Uh, the red, red Rough Rider helmet. Okay. Yeah, I kind of figured this would be an alternate uniform weekend. West Virginia, man. Which, hey, it's you know what? It's always been an alternate game. They're 1-0 in alternate uniforms this year. So, which, let, let, let's go. What if you're, uh, what if you're two of your six wins this year have come via alternate uniforms? Will people start to change their mind about them? Probably not. Why? I wonder why it is that West Virginia is always the alternate game. I feel like Kansas State at home is always an alternate game, and West Virginia on the road is always an alternate game. Well, West Virginia at home too. They yeah, wore, West Virginia. At home they too. wore the alternates at home against West Virginia last year, and I'm and they did the same in 2019. I'm trying to think if they did it in 2017 as well. I can't recall offhand, but Lewis Carter, what's the deal? I missed it. Um, well, there's a rumor out there that he's going to take an unofficial to Auburn this weekend. Yeah, rumor. That's, that's Emphasis on rumor. Emphasis on the rumor. If it happens, whatever. Uh, I wouldn't read into it too much. And look, I it's hard to fathom, even with as much as Oklahoma has struggled, it's hard to fathom a player like Lewis Carter, who was such a priority for the OU staff on his official visit weekend and really ever since. It's hard to fathom a guy like that deciding to walk away from a situation at Oklahoma and get himself into, sign himself up for the mess that is Auburn football right now. Um, can I take you down a very scary path real quick before we get out of here? I, okay, I hate sure. to end on this sure, note, really. Uh, what if you strike out on Akana, Hicks, and Bowen in this cycle? What if? Yeah. What does that look like? What does that world look like? At that point, it is what it is, man. You're still going to have a top 10 class. It'll probably be in the 8 to 10 range, though, as opposed to the 3 to 6 range like we've been talking about. You need to get one of those three. And I'm very confident OU will get at least one of those three. I would say they get at least two of those three. Yeah. Is this the first game in Morgantown, not at night? 2012 was, 14 was, 16 was, was 18 night. was. Yeah, yes, it is. That's interesting. I didn't think no, about it that way. because this game means a lot less yeah, than it has Yeah, 2018, there were large stakes. Uh, 2012, not as much. West Virginia was like on a three- or four-game losing streak. But 2014 had big stakes early in the year. 2016 had large stakes at the end of the year, at least for OU. So, yeah, this is the first time in a while these two teams have played in Morgantown for four years. Yeah. And uh, that there's – Hasn't been anything we on talk the Talk about Jag, just a guy. This is Jag, just a game. <laughs> yes, it really is just a game. And OU's an eight-point favorite in this game, by the way. I'm sure that uh, surprised a lot of people. All right, that'll do it for Parker. The Rush is coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref.